Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. It's that time of year again. We are going to be sharing our words of the year. But before we do... We need to do a deep dive into this last year and our word and if we feel like we really truly embraced it or not. So before I tell you what last year's was, I'll give you a little like time warp, time speed. You can go listen to the previous episodes, by the way. I think it's 160 and 290, but don't quote me. If you just go (laughs) to bossproject.com, you can search word of the year and you'll find previous episodes. And we dove deep into why we picked these words and what they meant to us at that stage in business. But in 2017, Emily's word was blend and my word was embrace. In 2018, Emily's word was Oprah. Yeah, it was. And my word was empower. And 2019, I'm going to talk about 2019 and my word a little bit before we dive in. So 2019, my word was react. And I specifically chose this word because I had a lot of thoughts and feelings about how I was showing up in the world. And I was struggling a little bit with control and wanting to change other people, which by the way, you can't do. Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) And so I decided to focus on React because of the things you are in control of, you are in charge of your words and how you react to other situations. And so while I feel like I've been mindful of like the things I say for a while, the way I react to certain situations often was emotional and out of a place of uncertainty or sometimes a lot of times overreacting. And so (laughs) putting that at like the forefront to like focus on how I show up because how I show up does affect other people. And I feel like for 2019, I've, I did a pretty decent job of this. I, we still had a lot of stuff going on and there are times I could have definitely been really emotional about things where I tried to instead, you know, look at the facts, figure out what needs to happen and move forward. And I wouldn't say as the bigger person necessarily, but just like as a more self-developed person, as someone who sees the more long-term vision of something rather than an in the moment, oh, life is falling apart kind of feeling. Right. Were you able to do that privately as well? Like I feel like you did it pretty well in our conversations, whether it be about life or business or personal stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But did you like, were you calm, cool and collected and then you went home and freaked out? Oh, no. I think there were definitely times that I freaked out. 
for sure. D- don't get me wrong. Yeah, it happens. It still happens. <laughs> but for the most part, I think, especially in my marriage, I've gone into situations trying very hard to understand where he's coming from. And like, because often the words we say are based on like so much other baggage. Oh, yeah. Like it could be something that happened in his childhood and the way he's reacting in this moment is like a trigger from then. And so like, he's not really reacting to me. He's reacting to this thing that happened when he was a kid, blah, blah, blah. So I've tried, it's made me a much more understanding person. It also has made me a lot more level-headed. Like I'm not, I don't quite have as many ups and downs. Now I will say one of the things that I didn't expect that I'm still working on is because I've learned to monitor how I react on the outside. Internally, I'm taking on a lot more stress inside and not, and I haven't necessarily figured out a healthy way to process it because I feel like because I'm not exploding or because I'm not like irrationally crying or because I'm not whatever, that has started to build up internally. And so that's been Yeah, hard. there's definitely a balance of letting yourself feel the emotions, yes. but also not letting those feelings or emotions guide the decisions you're making right. or the long-term thoughts you're having. But it is really, it's difficult. I talk with Amanda a lot about specifically in the sense of Penny and having a toddler, let her feel those emotions, identify those emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy for me to be like, okay, yeah, I get that. Like when she's having a breakdown, like let her have the breakdown and like talk to her about it. And like, what are you literally feeling and try to identify it. But as soon as we become adults, it feels like well, we can't have a tantrum in the middle of Target. So like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what does it mean for us to feel our emotions, but then like check ourselves also and progress Mm -hmm. forward? Yeah, because... I haven't figured it out. No, (laughs) no. I don't think any of us have figured it out necessarily. But I will say one thing that has helped is before my... I have a lot of learned behaviors, bad habits around how I've dealt with stress in the past. And I've tried to be a lot more conscious of, even if this isn't perfect, even if I am internalizing this, when I go to make my next step, can I do it from a place of what is still caring for me rather than also hurting me? Do you know what I'm saying? Like before it would be like, I'm so stressed out. I'm going to internalize it. I'm going to not like spread it all around, but then I'm going to go binge at 11 o'clock at night and gain weight and like not talk about it and blah, blah, blah. So by no means is that perfect, but I'm trying to make sure that when I'm processing stress, I'm not also being self-destructive. Right. Because that adds on to the stress. Yes. (laughs) Why wouldn't it? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Remind me what my word was for this year. Your word for this year, 2019, was ease. Ease. That's right. I'm trying to remember, I think, because I always try to remember the headspace I was in when I came up with that word, because that to me is more telling than what I really wanted the year to be. So when we were coming up with our words last year, it was probably around the same time. Mm -hmm. And we were moving and things probably seemed really stressful. So I think mine was a little bit more about that transition of easing into the new house and a new routine. And I think we're also, were we? No, we weren't finding new childcare yet. No. 
That hadn't happened yet. So that hadn't even happened yet. But yeah, I think mine was truly just from a place of like, not only easing into new life in a new house, literally in a new state, even though it was just like 20 minutes from our old house, a new office, a new setup, all of that. But we were still in the process of like evergreening some stuff and implementing new funnels and implementing new strategies. And I think continuing to ease into what did that look like for our business? And I feel like every kind of new year is a new opportunity for us to identify how do we want to work and what is our routine and what do we really want every day, right? With work and life and stuff. And I definitely definitely eased into a really solid transition at this house, even though we got flooded like a month and a half after we moved in, which sucked. Having construction workers here for like 10 weeks was brutal. But then we kind of had like a shit storm with childcare, but then it opened up amazing and even better childcare. And so I definitely think there were a lot of new things thrown at me in 2019 mm-hmm. that I feel like I tackled Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you feel like that because you were focused on ease that sometimes you didn't care as much or like you just like let things go that maybe you shouldn't have? No, because although I can identify things that I let go, like specifically one that I'm thinking of, and I'm actually Mm -hmm. picking it back up next week was working out. So I had like a studio membership and I went three or four times a week and I loved it. And when we moved, I put a hold on it because it's further from my house now. And it was winter and I just didn't want to. (laughs) And I recognized it as a conscious choice at that time to just ease up a stress in my life of like having to get up early and drive over there. And we were getting accustomed to a new mortgage payment and then paying for that. And just like, it was too much for me. And so I think I eased out of it. I could have probably picked it up six months ago where I'm only now starting to pick it up, but I don't like feel bad about the Mm -hmm. choice. If that makes sense. Sure. Sure. So no, for sure. How do you feel like ease affected the business? Honestly, I don't think I was able to be ease as much as I wanted to in our business because I think I was expecting Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we had set in place in 2018 to continue working as they had been working. And that wasn't the case. And so honestly, my brain Mm -hmm. hustled a hell of a lot harder this year than I wanted to, truly. And I don't Mm -hmm. like that. (laughs) I did not Mm -hmm. like, I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like Penny when you say, I don't like like it. it. I don't like it. There were many times, and I think we had some variety of this conversation where it was just like, well, this is not what we're expecting to have to deal with this year. (laughs) Many of those conversations. Mm -hmm. So If we can look at our words for 2019 and figure out how could someone adopt that into their life or business and like having it be a focus for us, what are the things that we can give someone else to take away and perhaps like work on themselves? I think one thing that I want to do differently with our words of the year going into 2020 is that like truly, if you had asked me this morning what my word was for this year, I would not have remembered. And so I think my suggestion for people and for myself is I do think it's very cool to pick a word of the year to us. And we've talked about this in past episodes. It's a little bit more longstanding than like a New Year's resolution. And it just kind of sets the tone for your year. 
But if you're trying to set the tone for your year, you need to remember what your word is throughout the year. And so writing it down, having it posted on a bulletin board or your computer or in your phone or wherever you're going to really remember it and check in with it, I think could have helped me more Mm -hmm. to result back to, okay, this is what I said I wanted this year to be or feel like, and how can I choose that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something I would just add on to that is like, if you have a desire to adopt any philosophy, it doesn't have to be these philosophies, but any philosophy or any sort of like, cause these aren't right. These aren't goals, right? These are like uh-huh. states of being. These are mentalities. These are... This is the road you will choose when presented with options. Right. Okay. So if that's what we're looking at, then then I want you to understand that this is only your focus. No one else is adopting this with you. And so sometimes that can be isolating, but it also has the power to be like fulfilling and invigorating. And it's like, I can still work on this even if no one else is, because this is what I control and this is what I do. And this is what I bring to the world. And this is how I show up in my business. If you have that kind of mentality around it, you're going to feel a lot better. If you're constantly trying to like use your word to like, you know, push other people into doing what you want them to do. Like, it's not going to be effective. And especially with, I mean, my world has changed a lot this year. I had a huge goal of having my husband, I, I always would say like, have him retire and be home, but he didn't retire. He, but he did quit his job and he is home full time with me and he does work on his own business. And like, that was like a big thing for me. But it also brings on a lot of other complications or things to deal with. Like, are you going to be quiet enough for me to do my work? Are you going to like get out of my way when I need space? Like, and figuring out that if I show up the best version of myself, that people will rise with you. Because I feel like my spouse has shown up in a much different way than he has in years past. And I think part of it is because I've been so focused on self-improvement. So how is that going to go into 2020? Do you have your word picked out? Do you have any sort of like lead up for it? I mean, I'll just talk about it. (laughs) Do it. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. 
When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So... When we were sitting here picking our words, mine came to me in less than a second. I'm trying to go with more of my gut reaction these days. Listen to my intuition more. That's just been a goal of mine to practice. And I feel like I've already been practicing this word this last half of this year, and it's felt really good. And so I want to continue it into the new year. And so (laughs) my word for 2020 is simple. That's it. Hmm. And I've been presented with a lot of options, both personally in my side business, in our business, in relationships, in parenting, everything. We all are, right? But I'm trying to see my choices in the lens of what is the simplest action or decision that can be made right now that will get me the best possible outcome for right now? I think often I've tried to make a decision about anything with the hopes that the outcome will be the best possible outcome for me forever or a year from now or five years from now or whatever it might be. But I'm trying to stay more focused in what is the best choice to make right now to get me the best result or the simplest choice I can make right now to get me the best result right now. Knowing that it can change, knowing that I can adjust it, But I think oftentimes, especially in business, we are trying to achieve really big long-term things with every single decision we're making in our business, not just us, but people in general. And I think sometimes you just need to look at like literally right now, what do you need right now? And do that, make that thing happen. And then let's build upon it. Mm -hmm. 
So simple. I just find that interesting. Not necessarily the word simple, but just picking the thing that's good for right now, because I don't always think the thing that's good for right now is good for tomorrow or good for next week. But I I get your idea of that it can change. I'm just curious, like when you're thinking about when you say right now, like how how far in advance are you thinking about what this affects or how it affects you? So... Without giving too many details, there was a situation that popped up yesterday in our business and it could affect our business. It could affect some like personal relationships we have. It's kind of a weird thing. And you and I talked about like, how do we want to handle it? What are we thinking? Blah, blah, blah. And since I've been trying to practice, like, let's just make a decision that's good for right now, right now, because I don't like dwelling on things. I don't like ruminating on things. I don't like making things bigger than they are until it needs to be. And I also want to give things space to change, right? And let's come back to it if we ever need to. But like, what's the simplest, quickest way to like move on from this thing or progress? Not necessarily move on because I feel like that has kind of bad connotation, but progress into whatever needs to be done next. And so my simplest answer yesterday to the solution was like, we don't have to do anything right now. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to act different. You don't have to say anything different. You don't have to do anything. Literally don't have to do anything different. That's literally the simplest answer is do nothing. You could do something tomorrow. If something comes up in a week or a month or whatever, and it feels like we have to readdress that situation, let's readdress it. But right now, as of today, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I look at it is like, what is just going to give me a result to Mm -hmm. kind of close this ticket right now, knowing I can always resubmit a new ticket. (laughs) And I like it. And it doesn't surprise me. I feel like that's, it's been an interesting journey running this business with you because I feel like as life has gone on and as our business has grown and as the business we do has evolved for a while, you were like very much about growth and like being a bigger person and a bigger business and like figuring all that out with kids. And like, I mean, it was almost as if not that simple wasn't important to you, but you were just kind of willing to grind it out. And I feel like there's some maturity and being okay with, you know, if we're going to prioritize family and we're going to prioritize our life over business that like, you know, you don't have to do the craziest, most outlandish option every time you can pick a simple road and it doesn't mean your business is going to fall apart and it doesn't mean your business isn't going to grow and it doesn't mean your business isn't going to be profitable. It just means that you have other priorities. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, we, and we've talked about this a little bit here, but with each other a lot about just how different business felt in the first two years of growing it. And I'm not going to say it was easier because it was just different problems, different strategies, different marketing techniques, different things we were doing every day. But there were some issues about it that I do miss having now. And so what I think I can try to get some of that same feeling back is by prioritizing right now, simple right now. What what it can be a decision that can be made right now to get us moving forward and progressing. And instead of making everything, like you were saying, a, like a big outlandish thing, if what I miss from the first two years of business is that we didn't have 80 million things going on, okay, what what can we focus on then? And how can we simplify? Simp- simplify. Simplify, thank you. The things that we do have and the things that we do want to keep in our business, just how can we make it 
not easier because I think easy has also mm-hmm. a bad connotation of that we don't work because that's not what I'm saying. I just want to keep it simple. Yeah. Well, I miss that. Sure. So I've been thinking about this for a while and trying to figure it out because I really try to make sure my word of the year encompasses both what I want in business, but also what I want personally. And so a couple of the words I threw around were like too business focused or too personal focused. And so I, I was trying to figure out one that I felt like blended it all together. And so I think I landed on it. So my word for 2020 is margin. And I picked margin over profit and over space and over white space and over all the other words I could have picked that mean relatively the same thing because I think it encompasses all of those other things. So margin to me in my personal life is about giving things space to grow, giving things space to expand, giving space to think and be and not try to fill up every aspect of my life with all the things all the time. My schedule lately has been a little too much. And so trying to be okay with that space and like embrace it in a way that it's going to fill me up and bring good things back rather than I left it empty and I'm empty, like, because that's not what margin is, right? But then also margin on the business side, I I feel like I see it as a couple of different things. One, for sure, profit, like a focus on profit, a focus on having leftovers, but also a focus on I don't have to know every single thing that's going to happen. And if I leave space, then things will fall the way they are supposed to. And and I wrote a post about this the other day. I've spent a long time trying to, you know, vision cast and like think about the future and think about what I want from five years from now and 10 years from now and whatever. And I mean, hell, I've always had like a life bucket list, right? I've always had things I wanted to check off and do and accomplish. And quite literally, short of writing a book, figuring out how we're going to bring a child into the world and, you know, maybe sitting on Oprah's couch or something, like I've checked the box. Oh, and building my dream home. I've checked the boxes. Oh, and but for the most, I mean, for the most part, it was like I did the things I said I wanted to do. I made the money I said I wanted to make. I've accomplished the things in life I said I yeah. wanted to. And at this point, I feel like what's left, maybe mine is sitting on Oprah's couch. Like those things will happen in due time. I don't doubt that they will happen. And so, me trying to put a timestamp on when I'm going to write my book or when I'm going to build my house, like not right. helpful. Like right. It will fall into place. I'm only 30. Like, come on, people. Yeah. Well, we want to hear your words of the year. We love getting a peek into your priorities and brain. So please go over on Instagram at Boss Project and DM us what your word for 2020 is. If you have thoughts around it or just want to share, we would love, love that. So go do that and be sure to go listen to our past word of the year episodes just to give a little bit more insight into how they've changed based on our needs and what's been going on in our life. And maybe it can help you give some ideas to you on how to, how to pick yours and how to kind of identify. So thanks.
Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.